0: Welcome, welcome, welcome! Finally, finally, welcome back to the un. Which one are we doing? We're on the unmaskables pod today. Welcome back to the unmaskables pod. What day is it? I don't know. It's Monday. It's this is how prepared we are. Oh, it was it was Tuesday five minutes ago. Now it's Monday again. This is the unmaskable. This is absolutely the unmaskables pod that you're listening to right now. Um, Do you know how I know that's real? I'm we just... know that's real because Enders here. Right there, we go. That's yeah, a strong, good point. Valid. Something valid I probably point. should have picked up on. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. I just joined the uncoachables pod, though. It's possible. Let this we be just, a precursor to the fact that this will be the least prepared that most of us have ever been for a podcast. Uh, we read we, the comic two weeks ago. <laughs> we we were supposed to record this for you guys about a week and a half uh, ago. And, you know, um, shit and happens. Life happens. Yeah, we didn't get there, so uh, so now we're here, and instead of. Being smart and rereading to catch up on things, we decided you know what? it's Monday might be Tuesday, but uh, it's mostly Monday. Let's just do the pod. We'll do it live about an
1: hour and a half ago I was you know I was finishing up working out. I was like, you know, why don't we pod tonight and yeah. uh so here we are for some reason, these idiots agreed
2: <laughs> we, we, we owed it number one, we owed it to you the listener to do this. Number two, and probably a little bit more importantly than you, the listener, we owed it to our friend Ender here to actually <laughs> listen and talk about a comic book that he had recommended to us I'm literally cursed. a month ago. Literally a month ago. <laughs> and his prior episode is lost somewhere on the internet. But shit happens.
1: There we have it, the guys. The, the it. first Ender episode. Live.
0: True. And uh, well,
1: li- not the first one live, but the one that will actually make it out and be recorded.
0: Yeah, it's the first one that most people will see <laughs> and or hear. Yeah, uh.
2: big facts. Uh, and uh, of course, we are uh, we are talking about Nightwing Year One, uh, which was written by Scott Beatty and Chuck Dixon. The artist on this one was Scott McDaniel. It was published in 2005, and it is a comic run that includes. Uh, nightwing 101 through 106 um just want to get this out of the way we've had year ones before batman being the most notable right in the 1980s um and like i would probably say that the batman year one is like canon to batman lore right um when we got other year one stories we got like wildcat green arrow huntress robin and batgirl um i will say that out of all of the other year ones that we've had this has been the most interesting and then also the one that's been most replicated and and what i mean by that is is that not only have you seen it via the cartoons um teen titans but you've also seen it on the titans tv show um and it's also popped up a couple other times throughout the course of some of the DC movies that have been made throughout the uh, throughout the years. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but this is probably one of the more surprising comics that I've read. Only because.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of one of the main reasons I picked it. So, uh, you know, I did some research on Nightwing comics because, you know, Dick Grayson's a great character. He's not... I don't want to say he's not too mainstream because, I mean, we do have Titans, the TV show now. Uh, we had Teen Titans back in the day, but he's not as big screen familiar. So he's not as much of a family name as obviously Bruce Wayne or even any of the other CW shows, for example. Uh, not as family friendly, quote unquote. Uh,
0: Are you dissing but, George Clooney's Batman?
2: Uh,
1: well, well. Wait,
2: pause. Hold on. Hold on. Before we continue this conversation of all the Batmans <laughs> that have ever played Batman, aside from Christian Bale, who's your favorite? Aside Affleck. from Bale, yeah. Did you just say Ben Affleck? Kevin yeah, ben. Conroy. Oh, well, okay, he's Kevin, not Kevin a, Conroy. No, 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 no. Okay, that's an animated version. That's a cop. That is yeah. a cop out. Kevin Conroy Kevin is, is the out. favorite. Fuck you. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he it's is. Like like the saying Mark Hamill's the best Joker. He right. is. Oh, but. True. Yeah, he is. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say go, Ben Affleck. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with a with a with a low key pick that no one ever likes, but Michael Keaton. I think uh, Keaton is probably the. He's good pick yeah he's Other good Keetner, all... like but let's not forget the val kilmer batman wasn't awful either val kilmer wasn't awful either yeah i don't think any of,
1: people... of the batman actors have been like robert pattinson's combat. gonna suck oh boy i don't know that cloning <laughs> maybe that be... man forever sketchy. was
0: <clears throat>
2: i don't know the yeah, trailer batman for forever.
0: pattinson's batman looks the trailer looks Fantastic. great for a batman. Batman, yeah.
2: trailer it's a trailer it's it a is, trailer but that's already trailer. better
0: than anything dc has put on dc has put on the big screen in some yep. years Still oh dude like we talk about this joker was so good uh,
2: oh, you guys are you guys are really going this route with me huh uh, dude,
1: i thought it was good until so the, the first end. plot twist was good that he was kind of making up his relationship with the uh, zazy mhm but then they did the, that
2: same plot twist on a bigger level, and it was terrible. Dude, a comedian wrote a DC movie and succeeded. That's all I have to say. <laughs> he wrote a, a comedian, number one, wrote a social commentary movie and succeeded. Those are the three things you need to know, and Joaquin Phoenix is probably, next to Daniel Day-Lewis, one of the greatest actors we've ever seen, male actors we've ever
1: seen. Um, He's a fantastic actor. actor, and that was yeah. a, like, his acting in that movie was definitely fantastic. It's just uh, it was funny that DC chose to make a Joker movie after they had just received so much hate about being
2: too dark. <laughs> Did they get hate for being too dark? I just that's thought what, that that that's all the, the whole DCEU
1: hate is it started off as they were just like no this stuff's too dark like it's not Marvel. It's you not mean right,
2: like no? Hard. You mean like literally too dark? Like color graded too dark? Because uh, yes, also that yes that too <laughs> oh, actually. <yes. laughs> um. All right. So let's get back to fucking to to Nightwing to year one. Yes. Well, oh, okay. yeah. What are we here for? So, a, um... Chuck
1: Dixon's Nightwing run is considered one of the better Nightwing runs. And that's part of the reason I was attracted towards the story. I hadn't read it before. Um, this Nightwing year one is, as most year ones are, a retelling of stories from a different point of view of events or a different chain of events. So, this is the first time we really see this whole story from Dick Grayson's perspective. Um, and it's it's an interesting story. So we see, you know, Dick starts off as Robin. He eventually becomes Nightwing. And there's, like, a really good plot along the way. And we'll get into it. Um, but this is one of the storylines that is... It gives you a lot of detail. You don't get lost in just trying to keep up with the story. This is a read that anyone can really pick up and get into. And I really like that about Chuck Dixon. Chuck Dixon's a great writer. I mean, he's written... Um, if I remember correctly, he's done a lot of the Punisher runs. He has done, uh, he did Batman Nightfall, which is what uh, Dark Knight Rises is basically based off of. So this, there was a lot of familiarity there with uh, Chuck Dixon. This was written in what, 2005, correct? Yep. Yeah, so yep. 2005. So, and you can very much see the uh, Batman animated series art style reflected here. Uh, in a lot of the characters, like it's still fresh off the influence of the animated series, and that's kind of the art style that DC was using at the time. So, if that's uh, I think that's a good, pretty good background on it. Yeah, Did we uh, have any add- thoughts
2: before we dive into it? Yeah, I wanted to add like one or two more things here. Mm-hmm. So, one of which is um, it's such a th- this this comic run um, is less about fighting villains and more yeah. about it's a coming-of-age story essentially. yeah and and one of the things that i really enjoyed about it was that there are generally very few superheroes and i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that it's probably just like batman superman the flash and maybe green lantern depending on which lantern you pick in dc canon get humanized and this is one of the few times that you actually got like a real human perspective about like the pressures of being a superhero, what it means to fail as a superhero. Like all like the regular person shit that you don't normally get in comic books, we actually got in this one. And I think that's why like I, I actually was surprised that I didn't I enjoyed it so much because like hate to say this, there's a lot of like identifiable things um, in the story that I think anybody that picks this up, be a teenager, you know, a younger kid or an adult can kind of be like, yeah, kind of, that's me. You know what I mean? And, um, it was really cool. Um, the first volume, uh, is Nightwing year one, chapter one, only Robins have wings, um, which is like a stellar, it's, it's a stellar way to, it's kind of like a, a, a little bit of a, a meant to fuck with you in terms of like how we approach robin and how we look at robin right so like um batman is fighting clayface and um apparently like clayface is after a baby and we don't really quite know why he's after the baby or maybe like i like i i just like breezed by it
1: we did Um, after so
2: we didn't know at first but we learned
1: afterwards uh why he was after the baby um but basically what happens here is that's already like this is happening this batman and clayface showdowns happening and dick's late because dick was finishing up some business with the titans um so dick gets there and dick gets camilla. there
2: they lead clayface out into the snow they freeze him which like i don't know for i don't know anybody like i don't know if, if you guys are like big batman fans but like we literally know the story when it comes to certain villains before it even happens. Yep. So like with Clayface, it's either we're gonna light him on fire and turn him into like mud or like hard mud. We're gonna freeze him, or we're just gonna pour so much water on him that he like dissipates in water. It's like the dumbest. Like Clayface is probably the dumbest villain you could have. Um, he's dumb, but...
1: and he's also like insanely powerful. While he's not, um, like he's got these crazy, like obvious weaknesses. But Clayface is a is a behemoth, really. Yeah. Like, he is hard to take down, especially when you're considering, uh, like, the Bat family's all just physical, hand-to-hand people with some tech.
2: Right. Um, So, Robin shows up late. Clayface is about to, like, point a gun at them, but it backfires. And then um, Clayface escapes, right? Like, so they freeze him. He, like, kind of gets through this whole little thing. Batman and Robin are arguing about his business, like, whatever he was doing with the Titans. This gun doesn't go off properly for Clayface, he escapes, and then Robin chases after him into the sewer. Yeah, and, and this, this whole time
1: where... Bruce is pretty much triggered at Robin. So Bruce has yeah. just kind of given Dick like a lot of shit while he's here. He's like not even really talking to him properly. And then uh just you know, just typical angry Bruce brooding fashion. And then uh Bruce tells him not to go off after Clayface, but
2: Dick goes ahead and jumps into the sewer. So this is the first time I identified with Dick and uh, I don't know. And, and and like, I think a lot of this episode for us is going to be uh, the way that we identify with comics. Hmm. So if you've been in the workforce long enough, especially corporate, you've probably heard the term, I would rather you ask for forgiveness than for permission. Yes. And that is verbatim what I thought of when I like, when I was reading this, like this whole little exchange. Um, So like, Batman's like, don't do it, don't do it. Robin's like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. They fight <laughs> in the sewer. And then my man almost gets his ass whooped by Clayface. But luckily, what saves Robin? A fucking storm drain. <laughs> Which, like, of course, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a man made of clay. What do you expect? Yep. Um, so, um, like, Robin's like like, narrowly, like, beat, almost narrowly beaten, but survives. Clayface is gone. Batman grabs the baby uh, and Ender, who was that baby to Clayface? Uh, it was actually Clayface's kid. So he Clayface was actually
1: kidnapping his kid essentially is what the, the story was before that point um, from his uh, the kid's mother.
2: Which is very excellent. Um, I didn't know that Clay people could procreate. <laughs> uh, well, there's a guy in there. Th- there is a guy, but he looks like Listen, bro. Scrawny I've been on dude. Dating, I mean, I've been on dating apps for the last two weeks now, bro. And let me tell you something: if he's getting play and I can't, I <laughs> we, we have problems. I have problems. You just need to move to Gotham, um, then I guess. I don't. Yeah. Right, yeah. Standards are I lower mean, there, dude. Listen, if it's fast and loose in Gotham, I'll be there in a week. <laughs> um, so Batman and Robin then go back to the Batcave, and in kind of like a left field moment. Alfred, God bless his soul, who's always kind of been, I mean, not just a, a protector and a father figure to Bruce, but also any of the strays that Bruce picks up, right? Like Alfred, mm-hmm. um, Alfred is like the mother to Batman's stern father to some degree. Like Alfred is the loving care and affection and the um, the patience, whereas Batman tends to be like an alcoholic father that just wants to beat on his children. Like he's the Joe Jackson yes. of, yeah. of of the comic book world, um, so Alfred out of left field gives Robin a new suit, and Batman loses his fucking mind. Like he goes apeshit. What did he say to him exactly? Under does anyone remember?
1: Oh man, it was uh, Fuck. basically that yeah. I don't have a back and forth, and it basically ends with Bruce firing Robin. Yes. And it wasn't yes. necessarily brought on because of the suit. But at the end of the conversation, Bruce, like, as Robin's walking away, he says, leave the suit.
2: And and it's almost like – I almost feel like Batman went full dad mode where, like, you know how your dads, when they were younger, would just start yelling at you? And then they would yeah. themselves up over shit yep. that you may or may not have done. That's exactly what that felt like. And well, it was like,
0: just really frustrating. He was doing the Go things that Bruce said, but, like – it it's not necessarily bad that he was doing it like he's out doing his own thing with the titans and you know doing his own thing and bruce wants him under his wing for lack of a better term at all times that's right i do remember that now he's not like because and and he sees dick as a loose cannon who's never there when he needs to be and like you know he's lost discipline and all this and all that and Bruce hates it because he's Bruce. And if he's not it's fully like, in I need a hundred percent devotion yeah, or something like if, that. If he's not fully in control of something and then like, he's not about it. So he's like, you in or you
1: out. Yeah. And you ain't in. So you out.
2: And so I found it. Um, so one of the things that I loved is that a lot of the narration, um, a lot of the narration is done from Dick's perspective, right? Yep and and it is is narrating this entire story yeah and a lot of it is like first person narrative which is like you know it lends itself to that like ideology of is the the um the first person narrator a a good narrator can we trust their perspective do we really believe everything that they say to be reality or is there something that's um you know it can be wrong and and, and you read it so often in books right like one of my fucking least favorite books is catcher in the rye right Where Holden caulfields running around calling everybody a fucking phony and it's just like no dude you're a lunatic eventually someone's going to kill john lennon because they read your book um and like that's not good so the difference with dick though is is that like he is like a genuine honest person and And you get that from the inception of this entire comic like he says his narration
1: is to bruce like you know this whole time that it's basically him talking to bruce you don't know how or, or why but you know that he's talking to bruce after these events have happened and it's really robin's truth it's dick's truth so you're you're getting his point of view on things how he felt about things and you're not met with some crazy opinionated view on anything you're just seeing things from dick's perspective so it's like it's really refreshing in that you don't have to obviously this is probably the first kind of lighthearted story that we have picked up on over the last like five other than Headlopper. And uh the first yeah. four we had were all very in your psyche. Is this real? What's going on? And this is more of a we can read this and we're just reading Dick's truth.
2: Yeah. And and I to that point, Ender, I think one of the wonderful things about Dick's Truth is uh are you ready for this transition this is a bill simmons style transition oh yeah In 102 uh which is aptly titled chapter two friends in high places dick's truth leads him to metropolis uh
0: yep.
2: where he 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 does something that very few heroes tend to do which is try to solicit advice from batman um i personally wouldn't solicit advice from batman be- or I mean from superman because i think superman's a little bit too much of a goody two-shoes um but when you're out there in those streets and you got a friend like that, you definitely go ask him for advice. So he travels to Metropolis. Um, he asks Batman for advice. And of course, as in all things comic books, while they're starting this conversation, what happens? Lois walks in. Oh, <laughs> or, or uh
1: then there's the uh the, the other shit that goes yeah. down in traffic. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the 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 uh Paris targeting um and of course, you know Dick and um, and Superman. They stop the perpetrators, uh, and Dick does something that is. It, it continues to reinforce this thing about how honest and how selfless he is, right? Which is he he um, grabs um, he grabs the bombs that these terrorists were using and literally just yeets himself off a building. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, he was ready to like die.
1: Of He's like, I'm I'm done. This is I gotta save yeah. these guys. So no two second thought up, about it. Um,
2: None. So two things that stand out to me about this this specific um like two boards that you had there. The first of which is um he must have been feeling pretty shitty and low about not being Robin anymore for him to want to do something like that, right? And then number two and probably most important, Bruce did a good job teaching him about sacrifice. And if there is no greater teacher in losing things, I think it would be Batman would be the one to teach you how to like be selfless, be courageous, Like Superman does that shit because he can, right? Like Wonder Woman does that shit because she can. Green Lantern does that shit because they can. Cyborg is literally a computer. Batman and Robin are humans, and yet they still are willing to do those types of things because that's a a learned experience that they've had or or that's been kind of ingrained by, by Batman into the DNA of the group um but as robin is falling of course superman catches catches him, and you know let him know that there's like some sort of like fail safe or whatever in order for him to like stop the device from exploding which uh adorable uh very adorable for superman to reassure robin like that and um i need i need a kicker what happens after this they go to the fortress of solitude
1: yeah so basically i mean robin's well No no longer Robin. Formerly Robin. Dick Grayson, the formerly known as Robin. uh, The artist formerly known as Robin. Yeah, the artist formerly known (laughs) as Robin. He's going on this soul-searching journey. Ends up with Superman. Superman takes him to his fortress. Uh, And it's basically because he... And then, you know, they get to the fortress, and Clark kind of turns to Dick, and he's like, why do you think I have this place? And Dick's like i don't know to keep trophies of like your victories and he's like nope it's just a place for myself so that i can come here relax have peace of mind and dick's kind of like in this whole rut essentially where he's either he's with batman all the time or he's with the titans all the time he doesn't really have his me time so he hasn't really had his time to be introspective and so Hmm. after this this kind of triggers dick into thinking huh where did i feel truly at home or at peace and where does he go back to haley's circus.
2: circus
1: Yep, we have, his to, we have parents died when he was young where he was a trapeze artist
2: we have to touch on one thing here which is Absolutely. the story of nightwing yep uh so in this conversation batman tells him the legendary story of nightwing uh, a, a kryptonian hero who essentially was um, like was like banned, um, like out of his family and like shunned by the community. He um, was and essentially I think Krypton's of the... version of
1: of Dick Grayson. Like if right. you really think about the parallel, because uh, he didn't have powers when he was on Krypton. He was just a, an average person. Like they all were under their red sun. So he was just a, an active hero, as Bruce Wayne or or Dick Grayson. Uh, doing the right thing
0: that so tells you, inspired and, by this that tells you how much i remembered about this i still had the jail cell story in my mind from oh jesus the titan series from the, the <laughs> nightwing origin <laughs> all right wait wait, wait 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 before 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 we move on
2: uh, and this might be spoilers to you guys that i don't think so can you
0: tell us that uh that jail cell story Matt? so the jail because c- i just want the, the Nightwing. let's origin. call out the differences The Nightwing origin in the Titans HBO series is Dick's in a jail cell. He's with three, uh, maybe at this time it's two. He's with two or three, uh, kind of, sort of, former gang members in prison. Um, they are getting out and leaving and leaving the gang life behind, uh... But that will get them killed if they remain in prison so their big plan is to escape and the younger the youngest and most naive of the group uh has this kind of etched out drawing of kind of sort of the nightwing logo on the wall and dick's like what the hell is that and he goes into the story about how the nightwing is like uh, it's like a a, a Mexican or, or Hispanic, I forget where they're from, I don't remember if it was from Mexico or El Salvador or, or whatever, but... Uh, Central American. Yeah, it's a Central American uh, legend that comes down and helps those most in need when they need it most, and this, this essentially kid is certain that no matter what happens when they go to escape this prison that night, that the Nightwing is going to come down and save them because... They're they're good people, really, and they're trying to do the right thing. And the Nightwing would never leave a good person to to be in harm's way or whatever. And like, yeah, so that's the difference. It's it's yeah, it's kind of sort of the same story, except here it's a Central American folklore versus essentially a yeah. Kryptonian legend. Like, yeah, <laughs> but, it's, but the it's, exact it's actual... same thing.
2: Yeah, it's funny because like it it I you always have to appreciate the writers of these shows for taking these like small or large in some cases, um, creative uh, decisions in certain directions. And in the Titan series, I think, number one, it removes the prospect of having to write in uh, Superman, right? So, like, that's super important. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh But number two, it also, again, and, like, I think this is going to, like, like I said, is kind of like a dick theme, right? He's just human. And, like, it really makes him a person that is incredibly empathetic and very like willing to listen to people and willing like he is the in, in, in most respects he is the anti-batman in that regard because he wants to be helpful and he wants yeah, to dick is
1: to um it's he's always been a foil to to bruce in the sense that dick's the only light-hearted bat family member really mm-hmm. everyone else is pretty edge lord like bruce is pretty edge lord jason todd tim drake barbara they're all very edge lord other than alfred and dick they're they're the only two that are more lighthearted you know they they joke around they try to take themselves not too seriously at the same time like being completely serious so it's uh it's nice to see dick really come into his own when he's going on this journey because i mean that's essentially what he needed right
2: um so dick goes back to haley circus
1: I I like so before we even get into Haley Circus, I, I did like the whole uh them trying to cover up uh Lois uh with hockey. <laughs> was it hockey right that uh Superman was say, saying that they were friends from Oh hockey, yeah, right? yeah. She's like who is Dick Grayson?"
0: and why does that sound familiar and how do you know him? And he's like, Oh yeah, hockey or something. We're fans. like, team. who
1: the you don't like
0: hockey? <laughs> And the next day, Lois comes in and asks him
1: about the game list. And Clark's like, oh, yeah, you know, up 2-0 or whatever. Very second unfortunate. Card. Great. Did you great. imagine
2: Superman on skates? Ah, uh,
1: like <laughs> to behold. Yeah. He'd make Sidney Crosby look like He'd a kid. He'd be fish. pretty majestic, dude. It'd be uh, Chris Yamaguchi's second coming.
2: Ooh. But, like, more physical. <laughs> Sensual. This is uh, imagine Superman played
1: hockey instead of football at high school. Well, Later I can, on, I can
2: only I can only get so erect. Uh, moving <laughs> on, Nightwing, Year One, Chapter Three: Dead Man Talking. So, Dick walks around Dally Circus. Um, he's very much like rekindling his past. Um, he asked, he asked for a job.
0: Essentially, he yeah, was like, yeah. you know what, screw it. I'm going to chill here for a little while. Yeah, he's kind of having an identity girl. crisis. He doesn't know who yeah. he is. Like, for all this time, he's he's been Robin, and that's like, that's been his life. He's either been Robin with Bruce or he's been Robin with the Titans, and he only knows himself as Robin. He doesn't know how to be Dick Grayson, and he doesn't really know who he is without the suit. doesn't really know who he is without the Titans or Bruce. So he steps away from everything and goes right back to the circus to be dick grayson to kind of uh, uh, well a it's a comfort zone for him because it's all he knows other than that robin suit but b to kind of figure out who he wants to be going forward and what he wants to do where he wants to be who he wants to be with all this other stuff a very very young boy coming of age story
2: young boy <laughs> do you remember um do you remember when this happened on the titan show too? to figure this out
0: um I
1: think this technically
0: how Titans circus. really starts. He goes back to the, he goes back to the side of the circus though, right? He in goes, the series, but
2: but he also uses Wonder Woman's mini. We her name. Yeah, Donna. yeah, yeah. He uses. Don- Don-
0: yeah, he goes back right. to Donna. Yeah, and, and and like that is
2: so like obviously, the stories don't match up in terms of like perfect timing with Titans and like Teen Titans, right? Like uh, yeah, well
0: like, they, they the Titans HBO series like really changed like. Uh, your team Titans, like the cast is different, everyone's but also older. like everyone's older at this point. Like he's yeah. already been right. through all the shit we're reading about in year one. <laughs> yeah. But he, yeah. he doesn't become Nightwing. The right. Same way, yeah. Yeah. Right. But so what I loved about
2: the, the Donna story on Titans was like, they go out and she's like some sort of photographer or whatever. And she's like, you know, mingle, do things, talk to people. And he's like, uh, usually I'm beating them. <laughs> uh, and like, in this case, he loses Robin and he's just like, I am going to go and try to fly off of trapezes again. So it's just like, there is no difference really in who he is at his, you know, at the Dick Grayson DNA, most basic level, be it in the comic or in uh, TV. He is just this, like he's essentially conflicted because his identity is being a superhero. Like that, that is what he is. He's, he's an amazing guy. He likes to help people. Exactly. Um, So in the comic, uh Lorna shows up and uh shows him like an old poster of his dad in a suit similar to um Deadman's, which surprising. Ender, Matt, I don't know a lot about Deadman. Can either of you give our listeners some color about who he is or, so this or is what the fuck is wrong with him?
1: Actually, Dead Man's brother running around walking as Dead Man. Uh Deadman died before this story. I'm not how sure how long before this story. How-
0: how is that possible, dude? He's already dead. It's in the I was gonna say, but he like really died. But he like <laughs>
1: actually died. Yeah, it was. No, but uh... he did it. So he actually, <laughs> I actually just opened up his Wikipedia page, and uh so Boston Brand actually got his powers from Rama Kushna, the Hindu goddess. Oh, so
2: uh... does this does this call out to you, Ender? Or is no, that a bad question? Gave his
1: spirit now? the power to possess any living being. So, while he was searching for his killer, he felt obliged to help others. But, essentially, Deadman died uh, while he was getting okay. revenge for, like, the murder of his wife, I think. Damn. I mean, it's usually Damn. someone that's murdered. Uh, but, yeah. that That's the summary of Deadman. He was murdered before this. I mean, Deadman, throughout this issue, is really just here to... Uh, meme on robin while possessing random
0: people i was gonna say he's he's the comedic relief yeah. yeah he possesses like three or four different people and calls him boy wonder like with each person and just it yeah, just, just makes robin or just just makes dick be like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> um so uh
2: multiple times he so like to that point he's approached like by someone who knows who his secret identity is, right? So like like you guys were saying, he just possesses different people and then he starts calling him boy Wonder. Or like I think at one point he called him Finchy or something like that. Or like my little bird or something.
1: Little bird or um, something, yeah.
2: Yeah. Just and, making Robin uh, references to, to, to freak Dick out yeah. for no Exactly. And he's just like sweating bullets because he's like, how do these people know? And parallel to Dick going on this like moment of exploration um alfred is meandering about the bat cave one little dick grison is right and by god what does he find he sees a fucking young boy tied up in the bat cave super <laughs> freaky number one number two very unsettling batman and number three batman who he's like master of, bruce who is kind, this kind of sus by batman he goes i caught a boy his name is Jason Todd. He was sealing my tires, and I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> All right, bro. Number one, here's the, here's the deal. You can't be tying up little boy. I don't care if they're sealing your tires or not. You report them to the police. You throw them off a bridge, but you don't tie them up and put them in your basement. That's creepy. Number two, the ball's on Jason Todd, bro. Well, that, like, that's why Jason takes
0: him. Is, yeah. Well, like, you have to remember, like, Bruce is also, Bruce doesn't show it, but he's also kind of in crisis now. Like, he doesn't, he's had Robin with him, or Dick with him for so long, he essentially raised Dick, and, like, so he's also, like, what do I do without Dick now? (laughs) How do I function Without Dick, so he immediately. That's technically exactly, the finds reason he was mad else. in the
1: first place. He was mad because he couldn't function without Dick. Yeah, exactly. Dick was off being
0: a Titan, so he goes like the first person he finds is this kid who has just the balls, like the massive, just Rocky Mountain sized balls to try <laughs> to steal the wheels from the <laughs> from the Batmobile. So he's like, I can take this kid and I can train him, and I, like uh, part of him is also thinking I can get back at Dick by training this kid and putting him in his suit. And I can fuck with Dick just as much as like you know. It's 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 very self-serving him grabbing Jason Todd like that. And you find like much later, like you find out how much that fucks up Jason Todd too. But like, <laughs> but yes, that's it's it's, yeah. very, it's It's very self-serving as much as it is oh, anything. Jason. Why he grabs Jason Todd and and starts training him essentially.
2: So now that we have this introduction to Jason Todd and Batman's existential crisis. Robin we cut back to Dick Grayson who's at the circus and he's currently wearing his father's costume and now yep. he's actually practicing his act getting ready to 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 return as the only flying I'm sorry I can't, I can't say without laughing as the only flying Grayson because the other ones that flew flew a little too close to the sun and came crashing down Oof. Um, Oof. but what's fucked up about this is that while he's practicing his act a line breaks loose and Dick basically like wrestles it as if he's like Steve Irwin and someone <laughs> tranks the lion um which like number 1 Crikey. again the story
1: gets some escrima, i think right
2: right yeah yeah and like in 103 i think we just get the sense of like just the balls on everybody like literally the entire time i was like the balls on this guy and then you turn the page and you're like the balls on this guy it's like a perpetual just like the balls um so they drank the, the, the lion, everything's fine. Dick, like, instinctively, for some weird reason, just starts making batarangs. Like, it, it's just, like, something that that is in his DNA or just what, like, what he is. And he's just like, well, I guess I should just keep these on me just in case, weirdo. Yeah, I think um, he was then,
1: uh, kind of, like, going through his metamorphosis uh, metamorphosis at this point, uh, where he, he got the costume on which his dad's old costume essentially becomes his first Nightwing costume uh, after right. a little sprucing up. And he was like, well, you know what? Let me let me get some batarangs to go with this bad boy. We're, we're yeah. going to go out. We're going to deliver some justice. And yeah. uh, while this is happening, back at the Batcave, we realize that Dead Man was actually checking in on Dick for Bruce, who doesn't even flinch when Deadman walks off to him.
2: <laughs> which... Like that is the one thing that I love the most about Batman. Number one is the disappearing act. Whenever and he's just fucking gone. And then the other side that I love is whenever like I don't know, like Darkseid shows up and he's just like, "Mm." and that's all you get out of it. That's it. He's just like, "Mm, Mm. um. So Deadman checks up, like reports back to Bruce. They have like this little exchange. um, Tells him Dick's not coming back. back. Right. And, and, and more importantly, it was to go back to the metaphor I made earlier, like the hard father that sh- like doesn't care about his kid, but really at the end of the day is like a big old softy and loves their kid. Um, it's like tough love kind of thing. Like that dad's never going to stop loving your kid. So, like, you know, he'll want to make again, sure he was but... OK.
1: At exactly. The end of the day.
2: So dead man comes back and possesses Cleveland, which is a great name uh, in, in my existence. Because Cleveland's a- brother is Boston right yeah 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 for 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 a while boston array of brand and cleveland brand which is absolutely insane um <laughs> and dead man tells dick something super important which is that his dad would be proud of him um and that basically basically like he should continue on the path that he's on if it's you know yeah, self-exploration essentially, yeah or that, like you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you're right. Thing.
1: You're doing it right. You're you're going the right way. You know, just basically dropping the hint of keep going, keep going. Right, you're, you're
2: good. Um, and then at the end of that, at the end of 103, what do we see? Right
1: after uh, Jason that Todd man walks away, JT, young Justin Todd, walks in with the pixie boots on,
0: the Robin suit. <laughs> oh man, Sonny. full on no no leggings, just yep. just draws and boots. Yeah, Jason Todd got cheeks hanging out everywhere. This man, it's it's almost gross. The
2: it's, balls on that really kid, is. man. The
0: balls on that guy. <laughs> the,
2: the the balls on this guy. <laughs> um, so one hundred and four uh, starts up, and it is um probably. I would probably say the linchpin in the series for me as far like, as far as like, I like in terms of the way that I read the comic, right? Like this is the big episode or like, the of, big yeah. uh, run. So this yeah. is,
1: this is Nightwing's big return to Gotham. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically Nightwing leaves the service or leaves the service, the circus um, with the intention of going back to Gotham and making his own path. And he, not just to us like he as the as dick grayson's like i'm gonna make my big entrance like i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure everyone knows my name i'm gonna go say hello to gordon first real quick
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna be nightwing now um and what i loved is is that this one is called night and the city in chapter four (laughs) and obviously to play on words nightwing the city return to gotham whatever um, so he introduces himself to Commissioner Gordon, like Indra said, and he stops a holdup, just like the big dick energy man he is. Oh yeah. And then, and then while Batman is testing the new Robin in the like you know in the in the Batcave, Nightwing takes down more thugs, and he's just like, Let's go. while you're doing your training, I'm out here doing big boy things."
0: My, Yo, and my favorite it, is he rides like he's with he's with Babs on the on the bike. And yep. my favorite is he goes to Arkham and breaks in just to whip Joker's ass in the cell, <laughs> and then leave. He's like, "I'm Nightwing, bitch! Tell all your friends I'm here," and then just leaves. Joker, what are you doing? Joker's, like, do ah, boy, Joker's just there. chilling. He doesn't even do anything this time. He's just sitting in his cell at Arkham. I read all of Joker's lines up. in Mark Hamill's voice. He shows up, walks in, whips his ass, says, "I'm Nightwing, bitch! Tell everybody about me," and then leaves. That's it.
1: <laughs> I think like Two yeah. Face is like the next cell over or some shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. and Joker yep. like thinks yep. he thinks it's a joke. He's like, "Are you fucking with me right now?" <laughs> like... <laughs> and he gets out, and Barbara's like, "You know that that's probably not a very good idea." <laughs> <laughs> dick Grayson what literally I, what comes
1: I... back as Big Dick Energy Grayson.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. Like the transformation, the circus, him talking to dead man, his dad's suit. Like it was almost like watching John Travolta in Saturday night. F- like just come out like from like ratty clothes in Brooklyn to like, I'm spiffed up in a white suit, listening to the Bee Gees in my headphones. Like he was just like, I'm here. I'm ready to party. What's up. <laughs> um, I want to address this real quick though. So prior to him beating the shit out of the Joker at Arkham, um, he, he hooks up with Batgirl. Yes. Um, So
1: Barbara and Dick have been having like an on and off again relationship for a while. Right. And And Dick cares more about Barbara than Barbara cares about
2: him. A hundred percent. Barbara cares more about being a superhero than she cares about Dick. Like that is, she is like boss girl, dope, I do what I want mentality embodied. And Dick's just like, I love you. And then they're like, well, no, you know what we should do? We should just like literally, we should just beat up on, 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 on on villains that's what we should do we it's should be our relationship our relationship is hinged on beating up on let's just do that that is our, our 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 release um so one of the one of the other things that is touched upon on the titans show and in this comic is one very important thing but it's a little bit different in this comic book and that is the infamous bruce wayne tracking device oh yeah um in titans it's implanted into their arms like the fucking lunatic bruce wayne is in the comic they put it into the suit which is a lot easier for them to... but then you realize when alfred actually like talks back to bruce about it and he's just like you can't do this these are people they're not your property they're not your this and bruce is just like shut up i just, i do what i want I like bruce wayne hmm hmm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah sure Yes. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah so then back like Matt said Nightwing and Batgirl they go mess around with the Joker they apprehend some criminals and last but not least and this is the most important part they uh, well not the the most important part but it's one of the last parts of the Batgirl and, and Nightwing kind of saga in this one they lead um, Gotham City Police Department back to the Penguin and the uh, Penguin. I just yeah, I just want to talk two things about the Penguin. Number one, uh, the Penguin in the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson is going to fucking suck. Uh, and number two, more importantly, of all the Batman villains, he is my least favorite.
1: I think Cobblepot I- is a terrible and good villain. He's been utilized well in certain situations, but he devolved, right? So, like, I think they, they overuse Penguin as too much of a comedic relief at some point. And, uh, like, the... the I guess the word I'm looking for is the the primal anger part of the Penguin is kind of not really on display that often, which is unfortunate.
2: Right. What were you going to say, Matt?
0: Uh, I was going to say I, I don't have hate for the Pattinson movie just yet. but they I don't. They did like the Gotham version, the Fox show version of Penguin was like not bad. It wasn't super comedic. <laughs> and what like they had yeah like, there were moments when you you like that that anger kind of came out and stuff like that and like that did a lot more justice than to fucking danny devito or whatever from back in the day yeah <laughs>
2: the, thing, the the penguin for me though is like a very pro 1940s, 1940s villain right and that he is like a swindler almost mob boss like, yeah like, 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 like essentially dancer. supposed to be like a Falcone.
1: Like, he, he right. is just a mob boss, essentially.
2: Bingo. And what, what really stops him from, like, I think, playing in the newer DC canon, at least for, like, the films and, like, the comics to some degree, too, is that he is so, like, he can be portrayed so cartoonishly. And yeah. um, that's why whenever, like, I see him on a fucking panel, I'm just like, God damn. Uh, so immediately I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, but before we finish Night and the City – uh, Nightwing's big return back in the Batcave Batman tells the new Robin Jason Todd to study the footage of Nightwing and prepare for the gaunt uh, I wanna the reason I bring this up it's very 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 um Batman probably considers Dick to be the greatest of all the Robins like yeah. All of the, he all is of what Robins, all the
1: Robins after this ultimately have to look like they have to. That's the threshold. The they they got to meet that threshold. Syndrome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's the oldest child syndrome, yep. right? Like the oldest child is always like the it's either like the oldest child is like the greatest thing that ever happened or is like an eternal fuck up. It can only go one of two ways. In this case, it's like the greatest thing that ever happened. And
1: in this case, Dick even- really is the greatest like Robin, honestly, <laughs> like ultimately after years and years and years go by like Dick's really the the moral standard. He's the most like Bruce ultimately.
2: Even well, I think he's he's the the most like an ideal Bruce, right? Yeah. So like Yeah. He's like uh what is it? Like chaotic neutral or whatever. And then like Damien is just like chaotic evil. Jason is like
1: Jason's the chaotic just I don't even know. Chaotic he's a they're all chaotic evil.
2: Yeah, he's a disaster, but like they they devolve very intensely from Jason Todd to Damien.
1: Barbara's lawful neutral.
2: Sure. But yeah, like I would Dick's agree Dick's chaotic that. good. Yeah. Yeah, Dick is gay. Like he he's the better version of Bruce. Bruce wishes yeah. he could be, you know? Um and then Damien, I think, is on the uh, like so like Jason Todd is like the first move to the left of Bruce in terms of like craziness, and then yeah. Damien is like an outright killer. Yeah. Um and I'm missing a Robin in there, aren't I? Uh Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Who is a, a conversation for another day? Yeah. Uh, is there anything else from 104 that you guys wanna wanna mention?
1: No, I looked back for a little while there because I was looking at my uh, my rogues gallery, my Batman Last Supper, and I was like, huh, I guess Penguin is probably my least favorite villain. <laughs> I don't know, Scarecrow is pretty up there for me too, though. I don't really like Scarecrow.
0: Scarecrow was redeemed by uh, what's his face playing him in the the Nolan series, though. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cillian, McMur- cillian Murphy cillian
1: yeah. Murphy is Murphy's a fantastic
0: actor. Yeah, that dude's awesome.
2: Yeah. It's incredible. Well, I I mean, if 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 you've ever watched uh what's it called? Um
1: uh I know what you're talking about. Oh, Peaky Blinders. Show. Oh yeah, Peaky yeah, yeah, Blinders. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Yeah, Peaky Blinders is incredible. Um so 105 is aptly named like killing two birds, which is absolutely adorable. Um <laughs> This one starts off kind of weird. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to like even say this. without How like, don't even like transition
1: public. into this, right? Like, It's, it's just, just weird. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah, like yeah. you start
2: 105, and you're like, what are we doing? It's, and it's and Alfred? So
1: Alfred's dressing up as we later find out he's dressing up as Two-Face. And yeah. Because Batman is getting ready to put on an actual gauntlet for both Dick and Jason. But they don't know it yet. Only Bruce knows it. It's such a Bruce move, right? He's he's preparing Alfred to to be two face for this scenario. However, no one knows that it's gonna be Alfred.
0: Right. And they don't know like Um, Jason thinks he's preparing for the gauntlet and he's gonna run the gauntlet and he's running the gauntlet and he's running and part of his gauntlet is to be is to fuck with Nightwing, but he knows he's supposed to like fuck with dick in some way or beat dick and like all this other stuff but he doesn't know why and he doesn't know the true level of fuckery that bruce is trying to to to, yeah. do to he doesn't dick.
1: realize at first that dick's even going to be there but he like he jason at least knows of dick where he is yeah dick shows up to the spot and he's like who the f- <laughs> yeah why who are the you yeah. not clothes? yeah <laughs> yeah
2: um so Barbara is all also this... in on this whole thing. I was going to get – yeah, I was going to get there. So all of this all of this setup – and, and of course, it's very like Bruce Wayne, right? Like very Batman-esque yeah. where it's just like so much preparation and so much like it, – it's almost like spy craft from like the CIA or something. And uh, Dick is in his room, and he's like just – like just woken up by some like lunatic housekeeper. He calls Barbara, and she's just like – we're staking out this location. Come help me out. And Dick's like, bet. I'm be like, here. yes, it's a date. Perfect. Perfect. Right? Yes. He's like, we're gonna beat up, we're gonna beat up some villains, and I'm gonna beat them Doonies down. This is perfect. <laughs> but later that night, Barbara doesn't show up. And Nightwing, And Dick sits there. Yeah. He just waits for her like he a wait. I think it was like an hour or two or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like at least a couple of hours. And then all of a sudden, who comes in but Robin? <laughs> and he like like Matt mentioned, he's like he's in the gold or whatever. Um so now like Nightwing's like, Oh shit, I've been replaced. This is awful. And he chases after after Jason. It's funny what um, Nightwing
1: does here too. So after Nightwing eventually catches up to Jason after he chases him down, he just grabs him, goes to a phone booth, calls Barbara.
0: <laughs> that part was funny. But what does he do before that? What does he like, do? Before Come get your that? fucking he t- kid.
2: He ties <laughs> him up the same way Batman tied yep, him up. I don't yeah. know. Yep. It was the exact same hogtie style yep. that Batman had him in. And this poor kid, like, he's been tied up, what, twice in, like, a couple days at this point, you imagine, or, like, a few weeks? He's like, let me out! And, like, he calls her- yeah, he calls her Barbara, and he's just like, I want to know what the fuck is going on. Come get your boy. But, of course, Jason Todd being the sneaky little bastard that he is, he escapes, and now he is 1,000% convinced that Nightwing is a part of, like, the gun test,
0: right? <laughs> um... The problem so, is while this is going on, uh, Bruce and Alfred face, <laughs> are, Alfred dr- face. <laughs> uh, are driving through, and Alfred gets hot in his two face mask or makeup, and puts the window down to get some air. With Bruce uh, pretending to be driving. a chauffeur, yeah. Uh, when the window, I didn't even is realize it was Bruce until after. The problem this is part. when the window is down. Some some thugs or some gangsters uh, See Croc's Two-Face gangsters. See Two-Face In the backseat of a limo And they're like what the fuck This dude's supposed to be locked up So they call their boss and be like yo Two-Face is out on the streets We need to get his ass We gotta get him uh, now, because, pronto. because their boss is new in town And wanted to, to make his mark Yeah uh, Their boss happens to be Killer Croc That no one knows of yet you, or knows he's down. Uh oh, so okay. now they have a little bit of a problem. Uh Bruce gets shot several times, I think, if I remember correctly. Yep. The right they point. both get shot. Uh I think. when his boys come to take what they think is two face. Uh so yeah, they uh Alfred's okay. He gets captured by Croc. Uh but Bruce is very, very, very injured has to make a trip to his his underground nurse uh he was able to get one call off kind of sort of half belligerently while passing out from the medication to basically tell dick that hey this ain't the gauntlet shit's real now alfred's in trouble so now wait (laughs) now this whole game has become some real shit
2: as this is this dumbass is making this fucking call nightwing and robin are literally whooping each other's ass oh like yeah a bunch of just angry brothers yep. like they're just like you sold my ps5 well you shit in my pants well i'm gonna fuck <laughs> your dog like it's just like so bad i'm gonna ruin like, my balls in each other's ass
0: <laughs> yeah, you won't
2: <laughs> right um and and like he makes this call not only to robin and nightwing go after alfred now batgirl's involved too who is also a bit of a linchpin in all this because like she she kind of said everybody else yeah
0: exactly so uh,
2: Um, did barbara make it over
1: to bruce in this
0: issue no okay but barbara essentially
1: uh she's she's active now she's like well shit's shit's hitting the fan I, i gotta go do something she uh
0: she pretty much was like she she in a nicer way like in one of her panels was like these boys are idiots. Uh, yep. I, I'm gonna have to bring some logic into this. So she was like, the like, yeah. boys." So she goes and suits up, and she's like, "I'm gonna have to be the one to bring logic into this because men are all idiots." Yep. They well, she's not wrong. And 106.
1: <laughs> Power to Chuck Dixon for uh, making the statement
2: in 2005. Right. Yeah. We should cancel Chuck Dixon now. <laughs> uh chapter six uh is aptly titled First Flight. Um and and this is like the uh the culmination story, I guess, of of the past, present, and future of the the Batman sidekick sagas, uh that, that will continue well into today. Well, which yep. is sixteen years later essentially. Um so Dr. Tompkins, who is the, the little boot dang. That Matt mentioned earlier is uh, helping uh, to save Batman's life, and Nightwing and Robin arrive at the warehouse where Alfred is being held. He is still, by the way, disguised as Two Face. Uh, I was gonna say they don't uh, know it's Alfred, <laughs> right? And, and the worst part is we learned that Killer Croc is not just some regular old gangster. He's a gangster gangster My man is out here trapping cocaine selling guns doing hood rat things with his friends Like when I read that panel where he was just like there's coke and guns. I was like god damn Yeah, I didn't know we were gonna do this in 2005. I thought yeah. it was too soon Yep, so so in this in this one uh, in this run or uh, in this issue um at the Gotham Free Clinic, Batgirl checks up on Bruce, and Bruce is just like he's doing a little bit better. He's like, "You go, go, go to the boys, go find." Yeah, the he's boys.
1: like still half there. He's like, "The boys, Alfred,
2: save them." Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And Nightwing and Robin, they they free Alfred. They they beat the shit out of the guards. They still didn't realize
1: Cuffman. it was Ro- uh, Alfred until like they bust in. They, it's like Two Face.
2: Yeah, yeah, like like like. The balls and then Alfred's like, ah, oh, young Master Grayson. So wonderful <laughs> to see you. Right. Um, so, like, oh. Killer Croc's... Bo- yeah. Killer Croc sees them. They fight. Back Killer Croc busts
1: out of fucking the- BFG, dude.
2: Dude. So, I want to talk about this real quick. The <laughs> fight between the three of them. The fight between the three of them, right? Killer Croc, Nightwing, and, and, and Robin is absolutely atrocious those two should have been killed eaten shit on they should it should have been a duke nuke like all over <laughs> again where he just like rips the head off and does a dookie down the neck but of course girl power girl boss Batgirl comes in and she saves the day and takes down killer crop uh um, royally roy like whooped his ass like yeah. she's probably i'm more afraid of her than i might be like jason todd is like red hood a little bit like she kind of freaks me out a little bit like she's a little too gangster sometimes uh
1: um, barbara is pretty and, uh, like this is a pretty good written pretty well-written character i mean this is pre-oracle so pre-killing joke pre pre all that. that Yep, yep and yep. uh not story-wise but like canonically like the story happens yep. before that so she's it's not still, like very much yet. younger barbara edgier barbara like it's it was that girl was a pretty good superhero in and of herself and so it was nice so to see batgirl well. in this as well
2: yeah yeah um so batgirl gives batman a, a cassette tape from nightwing which um contains essentially what is the entire narration for, for the yep. comic of year so we one, find out right? this
1: is what dick was narrating the entire time yeah. uh they, and, they go uh, dick one of,
2: records it one of my favorite lines from it is uh i may not be your anymore i'm just as committed to your crusade as the night you made me swear i wanted you to know that and something else you were the best father you could be given the circumstances uh which uh, made me a little teary-eyed uh not gonna lie uh and also very wonderful in that again dick is way more attuned with his emotional state than batman will ever be and it demonstrates how much more of a bigger person Tim Drake is than than Bruce. Because Bruce is like, Bruce will passively apologize to someone, or Bruce will will passively do something nice for people. But Dick will go out of his way to be like, give this to Batman, tell him it's from me, and he will outwardly demonstrate and like, you know, show his uh, his love languages to the people around him. Whereas Batman's just kind of like, here's a costume. Dick's a little more of a show off
1: essentially yeah, for sure and and he's he's sure. fine with showing off and he is fine with uh you know if he makes a mistake dick also fesses up to it after a certain exactly
2: point. yep so at the end of 106 um dick uh dick's at his hotel room and jason shows up which immediately it's just like a little bit frictive and you can tell they're like kind dick of still like, like who are you because he hasn't well, seen love- jason
1: without his uh, costume yet
2: I loved it too because, like, you could tell that it was still. I said, "I fuck you up," kind of like vibe the entire like that entire little panel run. Yeah, and um, Jason's like, "All right, well, I have a costume for you and a note from Alfred, and it is the the new official uh, Nightwing suit uh, yep. that you see from here on out. Um, basically, like what's become the the standard." Dick Grayson Nightwing kind of uh a look. The original I, trapeze suit,
1: yeah, they did they changed it a little after that where they made it more of the uh more combat armor than trapeze artist.
0: They got but rid the, of the transition was very collar thing. Yeah. Yeah, the fucking
2: the Kanye West 2004 yeah, five, yeah. 2007 pop collar thing, yeah. yeah. Um one of the things that I wanted to touch on um aside from like the moral whatever's um, it's, I mean, this is a 15, 16 year old comic um, and like, it's not dated by any stretch no, of the imagination. Not. Yeah, I, I like, even the, the, it is very cartoonish in nature, right? Like it's, uh, it, it doesn't have like what we talked about back with uh, the Joker or, um, you know, any of the other comics that we've read in the past in terms of like stylings, Um, but it, it, it gives the story, which again, doesn't have a lot of like villain play fun and it gives it life. And it, it really like translate this comic into being like a narrative driven story without a lot of villains, but it's still super entertaining, beautiful to look at. Um, and I don't know. I just, I really, uh, I really appreciated like just the, the, the entirety of the whole thing. And, um. Before we, we, we like move on to like final thoughts or whatever. There's one thing that should, um, which is Nightwing's uh first appearance was in Teen Titans story called the Judas Contract. There's a there's actually yes. a an animated movie that's out um, on a Bill Max, yep. yeah, that you can watch. It's really good. Um, what's funny though is that the writers Dixon and Brady, they don't retcon the story. Um, they actually integrate it into the narrative. So, yeah. like, if you read the two stories together, it's actually perfectly reasonable. All these stories happened in tandem to each other, even to the point of, like, explaining how, like, Dick ended up with, like, one of the most ridiculous male costumes ever conceived in a Teen Titans story. And to emphasize how, like, impressive he is, right? Like, there's, a there's like, almost like a 20-year difference between one and the other. And, like, his him, Nightwing as a character, I think... Within the DC world is one of the best written characters that I've read, and I've gotten to like. Because um, for as much as I love the Green Lantern, like there are too many of them. It it it, it is very fuck upable. Uh, I.e. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds's movie. Uh, there is there is a lot of like. There there are a lot of characters in the DC world that like just like blank face is another or the question rather, is, right? Like you could just fuck this up. Constantine is another one that gets fucked up regularly. Dick Grayson for me is like a standard that like I don't give a shit who you are as a writer you could probably do a good job with. and yep. that's why I love that's why I love him as a character.
1: Yep. And that's why it was uh you know like back in the day I well I shouldn't even say back in the day but that's why I had high hopes for the DCEU because I felt that they could have done a really great job of having We're going to get into a DCEU tangent but Oh uh they could have done a really great job with their generation of heroes and then they could have easily set up for a second generation of heroes and then they could have transitioned into Teen Titans. Like easily. Right. In a in a, in a big screen like like uh focal point. But it's it's ridiculous that I don't know, DCEU is DCU. Yeah, and then they didn't. Snyder oh, wow. Snyder cut in uh two weeks.
2: Yeah, very excited um before we go on and 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 uh say goodbye to all of you lovely people, we have to do something that pressure on my friend matthew here uh <laughs> matt we uh wait ender matt then me right yep, that's the it's, order it's matt yeah yeah it's matt's turn to pick our next read and hopefully it won't take us two weeks to fucking do this comic book.
0: so i've selected and uh, i really I, I hate what i selected but to oh, be honest doing umbrella academy no, 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 no I, No, we're staying in the same universe In the same city, even uh, Oh, shit. Which is why I hate it Because we're, we're kind of doing back-to-back DC stuff And Batman-related stuff But I had this on my bookshelf And I hadn't read it And I was like, you know what? This is a good excuse for me to read it So I'm just <laughs> gonna go ahead and do it And we're going to do Volume 1 Of The Court of Owls From the Ooh, New 52
2: whoa okay cool good one i haven't so also haven't this has anything. really really good
0: writers on it so you got snyder and C- capullo capullo yeah, capullo, yeah. But both are very well known for for both batman and and spawn um yeah. both really really well regarded comic runs and and writers so uh or, or just comic book people as a whole speaking of spawn so i was like yeah i i haven't read it so we'll give it a shot so uh yeah that's what we're doing i'm excited i love this
2: choice Uh, I haven't read any of the New 52 shit. No idea what you even mean in some cases. So, Inder, if you want to give us a little background here. It's hit or miss.
1: So there's a lot of good stuff that comes out of New 52. New 52 ultimately led to Rebirth, but there's a lot of retcons in New 52. But the retcons get retconned in Rebirth. So your normal DC stuff. Hell yeah. (laughs) Comics. And it's all, you know, we all know why it gets retconned, right? Speed Force.
0: Oh, of course, it's always yeah. this always Barry. It was it was Wally. It was, was, Wally. It was Wally this time. God
1: yep. Damn it, Wally. Because I think it, now I might be wrong. So basically, for the all of New Fifty Two, Wally's Wally disappeared, and then Wally comes back in Rebirth, and that's what fixes the timeline or some shit. So. <sighs>
2: You know, if there's one thing that we have to appreciate about the uh, the Flash or the Speedster family, it's, it's just <laughs> how much of a... Just a bunch of fucking consistent fuck-ups. It's Hell, absolutely... yeah. They're like the can If the, the timeline can be get ruined, out of we're ruining areas. it. <laughs> Wait, what was that?
1: If the timeline can be ruined, we're ruining it.
2: 100%, yes. Yep, 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 yep. They if are the perpetual making family.
1: Excited for Spawn this year. I don't know if anyone's... Uh paid attention to it but uh mcfarlane did a huge uh, year of spawn thing where there's going to be i think he, he's basically restarting not restarting but expanding on the spawn universe for the very first time since spawn like over 30 years ago um wow. and he's doing i think it's a bi- two separate weekly runs and like one big like uh six issue run to like kind of enhance the spawn world, flesh the spawn world out a little, kind of not reboot it, but soft reboot for like a new that's reader. Cool. So that's, that's really, really cool. cool. Looking forward to that. Uh,
2: what else is going on in comics as we wrap up? Uh, I, so I, hold on. I need to, I need to grab a <laughs> roll. You do that. I, I got head lopper volume two.
0: I haven't been reading a lot really i've been like watching stuff like obviously the marvel stuff like wandavision that's out and getting ready for the other shows that are coming as well as the movies this year um but i haven't been doing a lot of reading unfortunately
1: i haven't been going out of my way to to read a bunch of stuff i've been reading obviously a lot of the star wars stuff for my channel but the uh the new high republic issues come out this week so i'm looking forward to that um since that's kind
2: of a fresh story, what'd you bring? So we, our first episode was the uh, Age of Kanshu, Uh And it has been a run that I have been getting delivered by uh, Comics in, the, in New York since the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've officially broken through into the Enter the Phoenix run, uh, which is the continuation of that. And um, I've... Reread all of these at least six times this is i i have to, like dude i gotta give marvel a lot of credit i know you guys are matt's a little bit more of a marvel head than you and but like they fu- they run circles like around dc when it comes to like some of the content that they're putting out like it's it's really depressing like movie wise comic wise show wise like it, it it frustrates me so much it's frustrating because i love dc up to
1: a point and then dc's fresh content really just not it's not fresh there is no well, t- titans
2: there. is cool but like yeah, titans you is cool can't, you can't stack up titans versus wand you can't like you literally can't and and that's actually what i wanted to i wanted to transition to this uh we won't do spoilers of this past week's episode if you haven't watched it um but we need to talk about for one hot second before we log off. Matt, what's our timer at? Like, where are we at? Uh, We're at uh, one ten. 1 hour 10. Perfect, so real quick, for, for like two or three minutes, I just wanted to talk about Wanda. Uh, I have, I've always enjoyed Vision as a character. Maybe behind like, I, I have a fucking, I have a tendency to love certain character characters in these universes. So like Moon Knight, Dr. Fate, uh, Zatanna is one of my favorite ones. Whatever, Vision has always been like my second favorite. Like he competes every once in a while with um, with Moon Knight. This is probably the the best writing, casting, and like just all or, like visually interesting like live action thing they could have done with his character. Because like Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, is like she is Wanda Maxima. Like you could do a million and four things with her you could have had Scarlett Scar Scarjo play her on the show and been like, Oh, it's an alternate universe. It is. And it would have been fine. You know what I mean? But like vision is so good. And this TV show is so well-written. Um, I actually like, I had to stop watching. Cause I was like, yo, I'm getting annoyed that I can't see it every Friday. I have to wait every Friday to see it. So like I let four episodes stack up and then I went boom, 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 like on a Friday evening. And it was the best, Two hours, like yeah,
1: yeah, it's it insane. two hours yeah it's time. so good because wanda vision was basically hey you know we made iron man one two three but why don't we just do a tv show for wanda and it's fantastic they they introduced wanda in the mcu and then they ma- they actually managed to make an entire backstory with character development addressing everything that's happened to her up to this point with vision and it's just they gave them their own better than a movie movie. Yeah,
0: yeah I, like it, I, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if anybody could like Liz olson has been fantastic. I don't know if anybody could have like popped in and done what she's done with the character. But I, the show's been great. Bethany is amazing, of course, as Vision. But like that's you mentioned at the start of this about how DC doesn't really do like you don't get new fresh stuff well that but you also don't get the human side of these characters like these characters put their suits on and that's the character but like the thing that marvel's always been fantastic at even for their smaller characters like i yeah i of course the mcu is massive now but like iron man was a smaller character thor was an okay size character like vision was a side character scarlet which is a side character like all these characters that we love today were not huge comic characters but even still one of the things that marvel's always done way way better and with most of their characters is they they take the human side first they do the they, opposite they, yeah so yeah, i remember
1: seeing the quote of marvel is gods become human and dc is humans become gods yeah and they, that's they, very much a character
0: apparent. is yeah they're a superhero but they also like they're a person and they have these real life problems and like you you can't you can't just like just like waking up at 10 p.m putting on a bat suit and going to beat the shit out of people you might do that, but, like, it's not real – like, none of it's real life. But, like, it's not – like, that's not what life is. You don't just wake up, put a suit on, go beat the shit out of somebody, yeah. go to sleep. Like, yep. And it's unfortunate because like, like, speaking
1: you're... of Bruce Wayne, like, he is probably one of the richest characters that you could humanoid, that's what uh, I was, humanize. That was, I know, yeah.
0: That's imagine really. the real-life stuff that you could get into. But they just – like, he is – he well, is Batman and that's the character. But like Marvel yeah. does all the other stuff. Like Spider Man has the school problems and you know, the, the, the teenager life problems and, and you know, in the, the modern run of comics he's an adult with his own company and all this other stuff. But still he has all these old problems. And all these other characters have all their all their problems going on and and it's it's very, very humanized and that displays really, really well and they do such a good job of putting that in movies and in T V shows and, and with WandaVision now with the flashbacks and going through her life and even stuff that we hadn't seen to this point and just all these that scene with vision i won't spoil it but that scene with vision from this this week's episode or this past week's episode oh is so good are you talking when she goes
2: to uh to the to the headquarters when she yeah 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 i agree and and, question
1: not spoiling this week's episode but the week before which should be okay at this point yeah go nuts dude who gives a fuck agatha's grimoire are yeah.
2: we supposed to assume that that's the dark hold or not? Nah? No. No. You're not. Uh, not yet. I would say, but uh, l- I want to add one more caveat to this. Agatha is her teacher, so eventually, yeah. either one of these two will will give up. Will give you what you think is happening, but I don't think it's going to be Agatha.
1: I think it is very apparent too. From I don't know. I don't want to get too into it, but I, I it's clear that Agatha's basically not the villain here
2: no 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 not at all at all i don't, and, and I don't know if there is a villain i don't think there's say. a clear-cut villain
1: yeah no, i think there there is. Different there's different people well, doing their agendas th-
2: there's one very interesting thing here that i want to bring up uh have you noticed how there is a difference in reality between what Honda does and what was presented to the scientists two episodes ago
0: uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. Like, uh, like uh, you know, I, I guess you guys have probably stopped listening by now if or stopped watching if, if you're worried about spoilers. But what you – like, one of the biggest things that stands out is what you see so far is this whole time you're thinking Wanda has taken Vision's body. And well, the show and, was insane and, and when we saw her leave. Because that's what you see in, like, the second episode. That's what you see. Or maybe the third episode. Mm-hmm. You see third episode. the camera footage – of Wanda standing over the body, and she's pissed. Breaking in, yeah, and then that's it. And she that's, like, that's all of it you see. The door
2: open, she and breaks Heyward's the door like, open.
0: She took the body, and that, that, right, that's all you see. And so your mind is like, okay, well, I see Vision. Wanda's lost I've it. I've now seen this footage of her standing over Vision's broken body. So we obviously, see Vision she, in Wanda
1: Vision, like, yeah. Like, so
0: obviously, she took the body, and now she's reanimated it. But like, you never. Suspect anything like what was revealed this past week about what really happened and what's really going on, yep. so, uh,
2: man. I love I, I again. Uh, I have high hopes for what Titan does. Batwoman was awful. I like. I I think I said this two podcasts ago or this the, the last one. I oh. watched it. It was blech. Superman um, and Lois
1: pilot premiered this week. I was pleasantly surprised at how good, comparatively to like a for a CW show. Really well done, really fresh story. I'd check it out. It's Superman being a dad. Dude, do you,
2: remember, do you remember Dean Cain did this fucking 15, 20 years ago? So that was going to be the, the next season
1: of, of Superman and Lois, right? They were going to raise the kid, but they never did that. Yeah. So this is kind yeah, of it's... like a spiritual continuation. It's not that was a at better all.
0: Superman? I like, I like this I guy do. as yes. Superman. I like Tyler. I like, I'll, uh, I'll give it a shot. I'll
1: give it a shot. I, I was pleasantly surprised by the pilot. I'll, I'll hold judgment for now. But, uh, you know... Light spoilers, I think we're getting a black Lex. Oh, shit!
2: So what's that what's was like uh, got, that was a big thing like, for me. Like when we got a black, uh, when we got a black, uh, what's a kingpin? That was dope. We're about it, to that get was a black pretty Superman. cool. Man. Oh, we're about yeah, to get whatever, a black bro. Superman. Let's do it! And, you know, I'm, I'm gonna love
1: if they do black Superman with the black Superman costume.
2: Ooh,
0: the the like much. the
1: different blue, like the brighter blue with the silver. That will
0: look fantastic. Whatever looks better on Michael B. Jordan, because you know he's going to be super. Correct. Damn, crossing over, crossing to the dark side.
2: All right, folks, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun talking to you guys about Nightwing Year One. Uh, Matt, please tell them one more time what we're doing next week because we're sticking to the schedule.
0: Damn it, uh, <laughs> Batman <laughs> Volume One. Of the court of owls from the new fifty two run. That is what's up. Uh, yep. For those of you guys
2: that are interested, uh, we are doing our uncoachables podcast tomorrow. And listen uh, on Spotify. You can watch on Twitch under the Culture Fluent Media uh, umbrella that we're burgeoning and building very slowly. Uh, we're gonna have a culture flu. We're, we're gonna. Uh, you can also listen to this. Uh, on Spotify as well. Uh, all you have to do is search for the Uncoachables or the Unmaskables. Uh, you can catch us on YouTube if you want to do a recap of this as well, uh, under Culture Fluent Media or the Uncoachables or the Unwatchables. Uh, like, subscribe, share with your family members or friends, or neither. I could really give a fuck. Uh, Pretty soon ideally we'll you start an
1: ASMR channel as well.
2: Uh, I don't know if we'll go maybe, that far. <laughs> before, before we go, before we go, last thing. Zoom in real quick.
1: Oh, 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 two things, actually. So, Oh,
2: shit.
0: Oh, nice. Headlopper
1: volume two. Continue. Started it. For anyone that like was uh, listening last Is, on maskables. I like it Are we friends like with so Andrew far.
0: yet? Is Andrew our friend yet? Uh, dude, I'm following
1: uh, him on Instagram. He'll eventually notice me, senpai. But uh, <laughs> until then, we're screwed. But Wait, wait. Uh,
2: say notice me, senpai, with the Zoom. With the,
1: with the Zoom, notice me.
2: Yeah.
1: Notice me, senpai.
0: <laughs> notice <laughs> me. All right, That's all I needed. And with that, (laughs) we out. Peace out, guys.